Hey family, I'm your host, Straight Talk Ted, and this is my podcast, God Willing I'm Ready. Today's topic or discussion is going to be about my experience with COVID-19. So let's talk about it. Around March, I'm going to say, yeah, around early March, you know, you know, going from uh, February into March, you started hearing about COVID. You started, uh, you know, things started picking up as far as, you know, cases, people getting sick, and the numbers were starting to go up. So I'm from New York, and uh, as people know, we were kind of like the epicenter of COVID at one point, and we had probably the most cases across the country at one point. So, so let me set this up for you. So September, around September, October, a lot of people at my facility that I worked at, they were sick. It was almost as if we were trading sicknesses amongst each other. It was like a, a, a breeding ground for sickness. Everybody was sick and they had like pretty bad colds. Some people felt they had the flu. So, but what was crazy about it, it just lingered around. It was like, it wasn't one point where everybody at my facility was okay. Somebody was always sick and they were just, you know, constantly going from one person to the next. So, and I will tell you, you know, me personally, health-wise, I would probably get maybe one cold a winter, if that much. I very rarely get sick. So... But for some reason, from September to March, I got sick like three times. I had three colds. And that was very, that was not normal for me, put it like that. And I thought that was kind of kind of odd, you know. And I'm like, what's going on? So I'm saying, okay, I know I'm older. You know, I'm in my 50s. And, uh, you know, I think, okay, hey, you know, I'm older. You know, these things happen. I got allergies. So it is what it is. So we get to March. So March 28th, it seemed like it was a typical Saturday. You know, I went to the store in the morning, got some groceries, came back home, and, uh, was, you know, came upstairs, put the groceries away, talking to my wife. And then all of a sudden, man, I felt this, like, pressure in my sinus area. And it was like, like, very odd because it was it was like intense and I was like wow like man you know what 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 is this you know like what's what's going on here you know and um I told my wife I said man I don't know man it's, it seemed like to me I'm gonna have a rough allergy season because man my sinus is, is this is not even stuffiness this is like very uncomfortable stuffiness it was very intense and then no more than like two minutes after that, my energy level went down from like 100% to like 50% that quickly. It was just like, whoa, like what just happened? As if I was hit by like a Mack truck or something like that. And, and I got to the point, I, I, you know, I, I got to the point where I was like, I got a little like, you know, nervous. I said, man, this, I never really got sick. I never had the flu before. So I'm saying, okay, is this, is this what the flu is about? So 
my wife saw a look on my face. I said, man, I got I to gotta sit down, man. I, I just feel really tired all of a sudden. And she said, well, you know, what's going on with you? I said, man, I don't know. I got this sinus thing going on and I, I, my energy level, I just feel weak all of a sudden. She said, well, listen, I don't know what's going on. This corona stuff is happening right now. Listen, we're going to have to um, go right to quarantine protocol, she said, because I don't know what's going on with you and I'm a little concerned and I'm worried. So I said, okay, no problem. I said, let's do it. You take the front part of the apartment, I'll be in the back. And that's what we did. And um, the next day, I started developing some aches and pains. My neck was bothering me a little bit. And I said, oh boy, I'm getting sick. Well, so I'm a little worried. And uh, at the same time, I'm realizing that I'm going to the bathroom a lot. Um, like I'm really going to the bathroom. You can fill in the blanks. I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm not vomiting or anything like that, but I'm just constantly going to the bathroom. Like Mike going to the bathroom. My body's like purging itself. So I'm like, oh boy, okay. So now, you know, I realize that, okay, whatever's going on me, it could be some sort of a virus. You know, I don't remember eating anything that was bad, but you know what? Just in case, let me start drinking some fluids because I know that when you have a virus a lot of times people get dehydrated and they get more sick so I said let me just start you know for some reason because COVID was around I said let me just get some Pedialyte and get some Gatorade in the house and let me just start drinking that and start because I noticed I was going to the bathroom and I know you know when you have that kind of you know uh, movements that means you're being dehydrated basically so I said, okay, let me just uh, take care of this and, um, you know, start preparing for this. So I would say two days after I um, had that first symptom, at first I just thought it was an allergy thing, but come to find out it was, it ends up being a symptom. I said, okay, you know, all of a sudden I just developed no taste and smell. And I mean blanket no taste and smell and I was like okay what what just happened and I mean we take these things for granted you know you know smell and and, and taste and, and and being able to see but when you lose those things like a light switch just went off it's kind of scary because it's like whoa like what's going on here so you know so now I'm I'm trying to eat food, food that I actually like, and see if I can taste it. And I, I mean, blanket taste, nothing. Only thing I can actually feel is the texture of the food in my mouth. I can't even taste it. And I'm like, wow, and I can't even smell it. And the smell was so bad, and I mean blanket smell as well, because even when I was using my favorite soaps that I use to take showers and wash myself with, I couldn't even smell anything, not even deodorant. I couldn't smell nothing. I couldn't even smell the, the odor of an area that I might have walked into or anything. Couldn't smell nothing. And that was like, wow. So at this point, my wife is saying, you know what? Hey, we might, you, you may need to do a telemedicine kind of thing you make an appointment and speak to a doctor and I said you know what okay so I set that up you know you set up your uh your zoom app and all this stuff and you do what you got to do and you set it all up you know and um 
So I was speaking to a doctor and um, I started telling him my symptoms and he started asking me questions like, you know, do you have a cough? Do you have a temperature? And things of that nature. And I said, no, but I, I, I noticed I don't have any smell or taste. And he says, oh boy, that's a big one. I said, Doc, what do you mean that's a big one? He said, that's one of the symptoms that, you know, people have that have COVID-19. So at the time, I didn't, I didn't have all the other symptoms yet. Not yet. The key word is yet. So, so he says, well, listen, he gave me, he gave me some fluorinase and, um, he gave me some uh, antibiotics, which was the uh, moxicillin. And uh, so that's what I was going to be, you know, taking during this process of trying to fight whatever was going on with me. So he said, listen, just call me. Let me let me know what's going on with you as far as your progress and keep me keep me monitoring what's happening with you. I said, no problem, doc. So we get to the next day so mind you i got these these three symptoms you know the the well the really bad stuff he knows that that was so bad that it felt like it was a, a pressure bomb in my in my nose cavity in my sinus cavity i'm constantly going to the bathroom and now i have no taste and no smell okay so that's where I'm at. So now the next day comes, I develop a cough. And it was a dry cough at that. And I'm like, oh boy, this is, a, this is another symptom of, you know, corona, you know? So I'm like, okay, this is what I got to deal with. And uh, so, and I said, well, at least my temperature's not up. Mm-mm. Oh, no. The next day, my temperature spikes up to 101.5. So now, yeah, I'm like, I, I got this now, you know what I mean? And I'm feeling, I'm feeling sick. And I'm like, wow. And I'm going through all this. So now I got the, let's, let's add it up. You got number one, I already had the uh, sinus thing going on. Number two, going to the bathroom. Number three, Loss of taste and smell. Number four, cough. Number five, now my temperature's up. Okay? That's five out of, at the time, they were talking about, what, eight symptoms, maybe six symptoms or something. I had about, I definitely had, you know, about five of them already. So clearly, um, this is, you know, this is a problem. So I called the doctor back up and I told him what was going on. And he said, yeah, you, it sounds like you got it. Just 14-day quarantine. Um, basically, uh, drink a lot of fluids, chicken soup, you know, things of that, you know, that nature. And he says, uh, you know, just, just, you know, that's what you, you need to do. Don't go to the hospital unless you can't breathe, basically, unless you're having trouble breathing. And at, at you know, at the time I didn't. And, um... The last symptom was, was that I couldn't finish a sentence without coughing, which is basically not, not another symptom, but it was just showing you how bad, like, my breathing became. 
it wasn't to the point where I couldn't breathe while I was having trouble breathing. It was just that I just, I just kept coughing, kept coughing, coughing, coughing to the point where my whole area, my, my stomach muscles, everything that expands when you cough, and it, it just was sore. Like I was in a, a, a fight with a boxer and he just hit me all in the body. So I'm like, go have all these things going on all at the same time. You know, so what makes it even worse was that, you know, when you're going through this, this, this kind of situation with this virus, it doesn't allow you to sleep, okay? And, and what I mean is, like, I was on average every, since I got sick from day one, I was getting maybe on the average of maybe 15 to 20 minutes sleep a night, if that much, okay? And one thing your body needs is when you're, when you're recovering or trying to recruit for something or trying to get better, you need to get rest. That's, that's vital. You know, you gotta, the body has to, to get rest and it has to kind of recharge and, and fight what's going on with you. In this case, it was a virus. And I'm like, man, this, this is really like not, this is crazy. I've never been this sick in my life. And, you know, between that and, and everything going on, I, and, and the whole process of being sick, I lost about 20 pounds in a couple of days to show you how, how sick and how this thing was just, just running through my body, you know, ravishing my body, this virus, you know what I'm saying? And, and it was just to the point where, uh, I was, uh, like, I'm going to say day maybe day six or seven, I was really going to go to the emergency room and I was scared because I'll be honest with you, family, I thought I was going to die. And I never want to feel this way ever again. Um, I was so scared and, and so like unsure what was going to happen to me. I was like, I was telling my wife, listen, I'm I was getting my paperwork ready, basically. I was like, hey, this is my paperwork, and, you know, everything is here. You, you, you know where everything is at. That's how afraid I was, and that's how bad I felt. I felt really sick. So with that being said, um, I uh, I think it was on a, on a Sunday, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm going go to go to the doctor. I think it was either, I think it was that Saturday it could have been on a Saturday. I was like, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to go to the ER. And I started packing my clothes up. And then I had a conversation with my wife, social distancing. And she goes, listen, man, I don't want you to go because I can't go with you. And you're going to be by yourself. I know that's going to be a problem. You're going to be scared. And I just don't think that's a, you know, that's a good look right now. And at the time, mind you, family, New York City was in turmoil with this thing. The, the ERs were over, over capacity. They, um, you know, people were dying. Um, it was just terrible, you know? And the stories, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping abreast of things by listening to the news and social media, and I'm even getting more scared, you know? And um, so I'm like, oh my God, this, this is just not what I expected. So, I tell you a little quick story. My my when my mother passed away, for good luck, I always kept her driver's license in my wallet for good luck. 
and I just keep it there. I don't know. It sounds may sound a little weird, but that's just that's just me. I always wanted to, you know, and not only keep her in, in my mind, but to me, that having a license plate. I mean, that license felt like she was close to me. You know what I mean? So, and she was always with me. So, I took that license out of my wallet and I just looked at it and I said, Ma, if you can help me here. I'm channeling you right now. Give me something to let me know that to make the decision as far as going to the hospital. Because it, it, you know, I'm not saying this would have happened, but I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have came back from the hospital because things they they didn't really know how to treat people. They were doing their best to try to figure this out and treat people. The ventilators were killing people. Not saying the ventilators wasn't being used improperly, but I just think they just didn't have enough information about this virus so they didn't really know how to treat it because this is like a, a fluid situation so somehow I ended up deciding by just looking at that license I said mom help me and I decided to stay home I, I said to myself if I'm going to die I'm going to die right in my apartment I'm just that's it I'm not going to the hospital and um, so my wife was happy about that, but it, it scared her because she was like, you know, and thank God for my wife. She was the rock in this whole process because I was mentally just falling apart. When you're going through this kind of emotional roller coaster, we're not feeling well. Your mind is just, it's just not a good look. Your mind is just, you're just being broken down mentally. And, you know, you're hoping to see some light at the end of the tunnel, hoping that, you know, you can feel like, okay, I'm getting a little bit better. I'm on the road to recovery. This virus, you know, first of all, I don't even call it a virus. I call it a smart virus, okay? Because the way this thing was moving through my body, it was like, to me, I, I thought it was designed to kill you. I just think that it was a, 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 a biological weapon that just was unleashed. And uh, I tell you, I don't, I don't think it, this is a, a pandemic as opposed to being a pandemic, but that's another topic for another show. We'll talk about that some other time. But um, clearly, you know, I was really emotionally out of it, you know, because I was very weak and, you know, um, losing weight, muscle atrophy, you know, and I was just moving around. Everything was in slow motion, you know. Um, so, at one point, I think it was that Sunday night, like about, I'm going to say a couple of days, that's the eighth day or whatever it was after I initially got sick. Um, somehow, uh, by the grace of God, my, my temperature went back down to normal, Okay. Which to me was a little promising, saying, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm on the road to recovery. Maybe this virus done ran through me and said, okay, I'm done with you for now. Oh, I'm done with you. You know, you, 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 you managed to uh, survive my wrath, basically, because I'm telling you, this thing was, you know, it was just terrible. I've never been sick like that in my life. Um, it it just it just kept going at me like just really trying to break me down this virus so so finally like I said my temperature went down 
and um, I was uh, hoping that you know, and maybe in a couple of days, maybe another one of the symptoms will go away. You know, maybe the coughing will stop a little bit, and maybe I can get a little bit of rest. You know, and, and you know, and stuff like that. So that Monday, I remember making breakfast. Oh, my wife made. No, I see my wife made breakfast for me. And um, like I said, I can, you know, I, I didn't really have a big appetite, but, you know, I always wanted to eat something because I knew that I needed to have nourishment in order to deal with this. So I was eating eggs and bacon. And let me tell you something, family. For the first time during this process, I was able to taste the eggs and bacon. And let me tell you something. It was the best eggs and bacon I ever ate in my life. That's how you take certain things for granted, you know. Sorry for that horn that you guys are hearing in the background. That's somebody's alarm that went off. One thing about my podcast, people, is going to be very organic. <laughs> it's not going to be no second takes. So, you know, that's just how it's going to be. But um, back to, you know, uh, me having breakfast that day and and that was to me that was a that was a big deal because okay you know that made me feel even better so now my temperature went down and now I can um actually um taste food so to me that was very big very big so now you know speaking to the doctor again uh through telemed actually I don't know if I spoke to him through my chart or I emailed him and I said, listen, this is what's going on. This is the latest update of my situation is how I'm feeling. And um, he said, okay, go to the urgent care on 125th Street because they're testing over there. And I said, okay. So he referred me to them. I gave them a call and I said, listen, do I need to make an appointment? And they were like, nah, just, just come on in, man. You know, just come on in. So I went over there. I believe it was on a Tuesday. And, um, and I was like, I, like I said, I'm, you know, family, I'm very weak. I'm, I'm not even at, you know, 70%. I'm still walking around feeling like, you know, uh, I would call very, not only very weak, but just, that's what I'm looking for here. Um, uh, very sickly, uh. That's another word I'm looking for. It'll come back to me later. But anyway, I, that's just how I was feeling. So, oh, I got it. Frail. I felt very frail. And so I got in my car, went to 125th Street, went to the urgent care there. You know, lucky I was able to find a, a parking space, which wasn't that bad because, remember, the city at this point was shut down. They were telling people basically not to go to work. If you could work from home, work from home. So... It almost looked kind of like a, a ghost town during the day in New York City. That's how it looked like. You know, you know, New York is very festive. It's a city that never sleeps. Man, it seemed like it was like a ghost town. I, just, I was surprised I didn't see some tumbleweed just fly across the street. That's how desolate that New York City was looking. So I, I got there, you know, saw the doctor... You know, told them my situation, explained to them what I was feeling. 
she took my vitals, you know, gave me a little quick uh, physical, you know, check me over. And she said, yeah, you know, you definitely was touched by COVID. So my next thing was, my next question was, hey, am I going to get tested? And she was like, I'm not going to test you. And I'm like, okay, what's that about? And then she goes, well, we usually don't test people unless they're like kind of like almost dying. Which to me didn't make any sense whatsoever. So I'm like, wow, okay, you're not going to test me. And uh, I said, okay. She said, she said yeah, because you got antibodies. You're, you're, you're recovering and stuff like that. Keep doing what you're doing. So now I get my summary. You know, you know how you get the, the summary from the doctor based on, you know, just what your, you know, your visit was like and just detailing what your visit was. And um, on the, in the summary, she goes, she states, yeah, um, he's definitely a, a, a viable candidate, if that was a word that was used, or based on his symptoms, he's definitely a viable candidate to get tested, or if, if that's the word they use, if I can remember. But I was just like, why you didn't test me if you're gonna put that in my summary? So there was something a little weird going on with this testing at the time. I don't know whether they had some kind of guidelines, strict guidelines on who they were supposed to test as opposed to like, you know, unless the person's real sick, but or maybe these people, doctors were saving the test for family members. I really don't know. It was just weird. It was like, why did I get tested? That, don't get me wrong, at the same time, some of these tests wasn't really that accurate either. You know, you're getting a lot of false positives, false, you know, uh, false negatives. So, yeah, it, so I don't know that had anything to do with it. So I had to reach back out to the doctor again. I initially dealt with and I said, hey, I, you know, I would like to get tested. So he managed to set up, you know, an appointment to get, to get tested in, in Long Island. And uh, I said, okay, you know. I definitely want to make that and find out what's going on. So when I ended up, you know, you know, getting ready for that appointment that day, you know, I was so weak, family. I couldn't even like, my wife was like, listen, man, you, you, I'm afraid for you to even drive out there in Long Island. Because first of all, on a good day with minimum, with, with somewhat traffic, it's like about an hour and a half to get out there. And to be honest with you, I didn't even feel comfortable driving at that point because I was so weak. And and I was like, man, I, I don't know about you want to do that. So I said, listen, let me give them a call and see if I can reschedule this, uh, you know, COVID test. Sure enough, they said, no, sir, don't worry about it. You can come on another day and I'll reschedule it. And I came down there. I said, I'm going to make it. Uh, I should feel a lot more stronger and I should be able to make it out there. Sure enough, I did. Um, made it out there. Took the test. Um, got the results back in about, wow, 72 hours. Um, and yeah, um, the test came back negative. I said, oh boy. Okay. That's what's going on? Test came back negative? Okay. So, now... Mind you, when I initially got sick, my job was already had things in place as far as like, you know, 
one week on, one week off. So the the weekend that I got sick, I was off that 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 work week coming up. So, you know, I was sick, so I gave them a call that following Sunday and was like, This is what's going on. And then they was like, you know, just take fourteen days off. Cause that was that was the procedure, that was the protocol. Take fourteen days and we'll get back in touch with you. And so that's what I did. So now, you know, I'm home and, um, you know, trying to recover. So now I'm just, you know, just trying to, you know, do little things. You know, I'm eating food. I'm trying to do a little bit of exercise. It feels, everything I'm doing feels weird because like I said, I've been laying in the bed for the longest, not even moving, being in my room. Um, and that's, so that's, that's another thing when you in a room and you can't go out and you're doing quarantine. I mean, this is not like prison people. I'm not going to even characterize it as like feeling like prison. I've never been to prison, but I will say it's, it's psychologically, psychologically bothers you. It, it, it messes with you. It messes with your head. And because, you know, my wife, all those days making my food, knocking on the door, walking away, my food was in the tray on the floor. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just like, this is, you know, I, this just wasn't a good look. So now I'm trying to get back to some normalcy, but at the same time, do social distancing, you know, quarantining myself still from my wife, because I don't know whether or not she can still get something from me. I don't know, because everything was, like I said, everything, the data wasn't out yet. There was no definitive information about spreading this thing at the time and, and, and so on. They, they, well, they know it could, it could spread, but they didn't know how this thing was spreading. And, and so I was still basically, me and my wife were still staying away from each other during this time. Even, I, even though I came back with, you know, a negative test result, you know what I'm saying? So, so now I'm home. I'm getting up early in the morning, I'm wearing my mask, wearing my gloves, I'm going for walks, trying to build up my strength again, which really helped me out a lot. Um, so my job is now contacting me, saying, okay, this is what's going on, you're coming closer to 14 days, you know, and I, I was explaining to them that I needed like, like two more days because I had to do a telemedicine with my, with my doctor to get the notice saying that I'm okay to come back. I'm cleared to come back to work, basically. So that's what I needed. So I got the two days. And let me tell you something. You know, when you when you in the house all that time and you're going through this, you, you kind of want to go back to work. Even though I didn't really feel comfortable going back to work, I didn't think I was really strong enough. But I said, let me just give it a shot because it will... It will you know, be some sort of normalcy for me. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll be kind of like something that I can get back to a routine that I'm used to doing, you know? So I I kind of felt happy going back to work. So, but at the same time, my job was also letting me know that, hey, we put something in place now where you can get tested for uh, the antibodies. So I said, this is great. You know, definitely want to know if I got antibodies, then it'll explain what I went through in March going into April. So, you know, I wanted answers as well because I said, if that wasn't COVID-19, I don't want no parts of COVID-19 because that, to me, that 
damn that killed me. So I was, uh, I, you know, managed to get the, uh, the antibody test that my job provided for us and um, went to a location of town and uh, test results came back pretty quickly, like within uh, 42, you know, uh, 42, uh, 72 hours quickly, you know, and uh, basically 48 hours, I think it was actually, I'm sorry, uh, got it back in like two days. And uh, what was interesting when I spoke to people from my job, they were like, yeah, you know, based on the way the, the criteria is with the test, if you're 14.9 and up, that means that you were exposed and you got antibodies. Basically, you, you, you're you going to have like a small amount of antibodies in it, which was basically saying that you were exposed to the virus. All right, so 14.9 was the starting point. When I got my results back, uh, my results were 140.0 antibodies. So I was like, whoa, okay. So I know I didn't go through this for nothing and this is what this is about and yeah, I was sick. So that was, you know, kind of made me feel a little bit better. You know, even though we don't know how long the antibodies will stay in your body, um, we don't know how long it would last. Um, you know, we were hearing stories about people that were asymptomatic, um, that the antibodies don't stay that long in their system, um, maybe a couple of months. I think if you get real sick, it was a year. So I just said, you know what? I just got to go with that. And uh, so that's basically what happened. And uh, like I said, I started going back to work. Um, it was a little bit interesting, a little bit weak at first. But like I said, those walks I did on a daily basis in the morning helped me build up my strength so when I got back to work it was just good to see one or two people because mind you still was you know in New York City we still was like you know very minimal staff at work locations so I was basically working with one other worker that I instead of working with like five people in the building it was only two people me and the other co-worker so it was good to you know to see that person and say hey man what's good you know How's your family doing through all this? And, and they were real happy to see that I was able to, you know, get back to work because, you know, they all knew that I was I was basically in the fight for my life. I tell you, during that process when I was sick, I'm going to say, like I said, days six, seven, eight, and nine, I was basically fighting for my life. So they, you know, they were praying for me and they were happy that I was able to make it and, uh, you know, get back to work. So that basically was my experience with COVID-19. Um, it's, it's not a game, people. You know, um, we're, in, we're, in, we're in June now, the, the, you know, June 27th, and we gotta keep doing the social distancing, man. I mean, you gotta, you know, if you wanna kinda get this thing back down again, like we did, in the beginning part of June, um, and uh, we, we, we gotta, you know, wear a mask when you go into stores, when you're around people wear a mask, you know, um, and things of that nature, because we gotta, we kinda gotta 
get this thing back down because, like I said, people are getting sick again. I noticed in, uh, you know, just looking at the news, certain states like, you know, Arkansas, Florida, uh, Texas, uh, Arizona, numbers are rising up. You know, record numbers of people getting sick going to the ER again. Because I, I truly believe we, we opened up too quickly in certain states. You know, I think, um, I know the governors were pressured based on, you know, worrying about the economy and, and things of that nature and what, you know, our administration is talking about. And I, I don't want to even get into that conversation. That's another conversation for another show. But clearly, um, I think it's been a lot of missteps on dealing with this virus from, you know, our uh, administration. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. And um, like I said, but I think at the end of the day, you know, people out here, we got we to gotta be sworn about this. And even if you feel that you can't get it, but you could be a person that could be carrying it and just spreading it around. So you want to, you know, think about people that are older than with you. I mean, older than you, uh, like the elderly. Um, you want to think about, uh, you know, people that may have, um, you know, conditions, you know, um, like diabetes and, and asthma, you know, these uh, conditions that can... You know, if they were to get corona, they may not be able to, 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 to deal with that virus. Their immune systems, you know, based on having to deal with the things that they already have, these secondary conditions, they may not be able to deal with coronavirus if it attacks their immune system. So we got we to gotta be smart about this family. And we got to, you know, just be smart. Like I said, I don't think some of these states should open. I think we opened it up too quickly. I understand that businesses are suffering. You know, a lot of people are on unemployment. But I'm thinking about lives. I'm not, I, you know, I, I think at some point in time, we can get the economy back. It's going to take some time. Like everything else, it doesn't happen overnight. But I'm, I'm about saving. I'm about saving lives, man. You know, I'm about, you know, spreading that, you know, word on just being safe. You know, staying focused and being careful out here and just keep practicing good hygiene, washing your hands and things of that nature, because that's what we're going to need to get through this. All right. Um, like I said, I live in I live in New York. I live in Harlem and Harlem was devastated. You know, that one zero zero two nine one zero three five zip code devastated by Corona. OK. Um black and brown people devastated okay people in nursing homes devastated okay it, it it's just we we gotta go about this you know in a smart way and um and like i said i understand businesses are suffering but at the same time we need to basically understand that you know it's gonna take some time gonna take some time um so that's basically uh my podcast for today um and i will say something real quickly for family members and loved ones and friends who lost people during this coronavirus um you got my deepest condolences and i'm sorry for your loss and um like i said i think we need to get 
this country back to a, a, a space where we need to just start taking care of each other. You know, I understand about these crazy slogans of make America great again, make America this again. You know, how about let's make America safe again? Let's make America right again. We got a lot, we got so many things going on, you know, with the police brutality going on right now. And this country is, is, in a, is in a crossroads. And um, from this point going on, depending on how we deal with this, this is how life as we know what it's going to be. So I think we need to work with some things. Um, but like I said, you know, you can do things a lot better when you sit down, talk about it, understand how other people are feeling. And, uh, and understand that, yeah, we may be different, you know, different cultures. We may look different, but we still have a lot in common. Okay. And uh, I think we just need to get back. Well, let's, let's make America, America where we care for each other and we want to look out for each other. And um, I think we're going to be okay if we, if we have that kind of mindset. So thanks again for listening to my podcast, episode one in the books. My uh, experience with coronavirus, I hope you uh, got some information about this. I hope I was able to help some people out. Um, and uh, that's it, family. So in any event, enjoy the duration of this weekend. Be safe and stay focused. Thank you.